This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It is another edition of Philly Slam. your host, James Seltzer. It is Wednesday, April the 7th, and you can't win them all. It's a cliche for a reason and obviously a statement of fact. No team has ever or will ever win all 162 games, and the Phillies were not the first to accomplish it. Coming with their first loss of the season, hey, they were the, the last undefeated team that had played a game at the point the Nationals technically undefeated 1-0. Um, but uh, but the 4-0 reign ends right there. The Phillies do not get their first 5-0 season since 1915, which in and of itself is such an absurd and ridiculous fact, stat, whatever. I mean, the Phillies have been around so long, and to not go 5-0 since 1915 is just... I, I mean, I know they're the worst team in sports history and all that, but it's still... It's still shocking, and uh, they still have not gone five and zero since nineteen fifteen, losing the Mets last night eight to four, a disappointing victory. Kind of, you know what you expected in the first game of the series. You expected to just lose to Jacob Degrom. They win that one, and then of course lose the next night, right? And uh, you know that's the way it goes. That's the beauty of baseball. That is baseball in a nutshell, right there. Um, and Marcus Stroman was really good. You know, he pitched well against the Phillies and, and shut him down. Phillies had some opportunities late in the game. We'll dive into it all, but unable to capitalize. But, again, look, the Phillies weren't going to go 162 and, and, and weren't going to go 5-0, and it turned out. But also, you know, we're going to lose some games. Um, but still, look, uh, uh, certainly a lot to dive into from the game. And, and look, I, I think it is worthwhile, and, you know, you get – excited in the 4-0 start and talk about the good things because there aren't bad things to talk about but you know last night we got some bad that we can we could dive into and talk about some potential concerns some of which we've already seen i mean like you know center field is clearly a concern i mean roman quinn stinks let's just call it like we see it roman quinn is a flat-out bad hitter 
flat out, he's bad at hitting. I don't know about you when he was up in the eighth inning with a chance with runners on second and third and two out. I I thought, honestly, I felt like there was a 0% chance he was going to come through in that spot. I was hoping he would walk. That's what I was hoping for. I Look, I know the pitcher spot coming up next, so that's why you don't pinch hit McCutcheon in that spot. You wait, but, man, uh, having Quinn hit in that spot really felt like a, like it was a loss. Like it was like, oh, well, this isn't going to work out. Let's uh let's hope we can get him next inning. And I'm serious. Like Roman Quinn is a is a hole offensively. He is a zero. He is he is not worth having in your lineup. So we'll get into that. Um again, ultimately though, look, the Phillies still sitting at four and one. I think all the things we talked about in the four and start still hold true. They're still a good baseball team. They're still talented. And, you know, other than one guy in particular who we'll talk about, obviously, the Phillies bullpen has still been really good, and that, for me, was certainly my biggest concern coming into the season. And, look, Chase Anderson was solid last night. You know, you get five innings, two runs from a five-starter, that's just fine. You know, that'll play, as they say. And uh, and obviously it wasn't enough as the Phillies still lose 8-4, to four, but um, I think ultimately you still feel good about this Phillies team where they're at their form one. Um, and you know, look, big game coming up today too. You know, four or five start against the Mets. It's uh to win the series. If the Phillies can take it, they start five and one, and they start five and one against their two biggest competitors. Now, obviously, we got the same two teams coming up in the next two series. So, you know, we'll, we'll have a lot more measuring sticks coming up here. But, but look, um, I think the Phillies won a game they weren't supposed to win. Two nights ago, and last night they lost a game they were supposed to lose. They they got beat last night, and that that's going to happen, obviously, and and was destined to happen, as we say. Um, let's dive into the game itself, and then we'll look at some of the you know general concerns that we could talk about with this team, and and you know things that that are certainly worth talking about. As again, look, it's not this is far from a perfect baseball team, far from a team without without question marks, and obviously it's certainly one that uh you know. I, I didn't have making the playoffs coming in the season. So, you know, I had a 84 wins and, uh, and no playoffs. So um, they certainly impressed me at the first four, but I'm, I'm not surprised to be talking about some concerns as well with the team. So let, let's look into to diving into last night as uh, the Phillies unable to get it done. They fall eight to four to the Mets. Like I mentioned, Marcus Stroman pitched really well, six innings, only one earned run and really looked good. You know, had inducing weak contact Phillies offense, really unable to get going. Honestly, uh, you know, you look through the lineup. Didi got going a little bit, provided the only run for a while with a blast of a home run to dead center field. It had to be 415, 420, something like that. It was certainly over the 401 sign in center. And, uh, you know, you don't see Didi hit them anywhere other than right field ever, like ever, ever. So uh, I was, it was neat. It was cool to see. He definitely muscled it out, had another hit later, Didi. A nice game offensively, good to see. Um, JT beats out an infield single early on that just to to mention commendable. I mean, honestly, it was one of those plays where I almost kind of, he hit the ball and I kind of glanced away for a second, just assuming, all right, that's a routine ground out to Lindor, and he beat it. It was unbelievable. I look back for a second, I'm like, wait, JT's on first base? It was crazy. Um, and... Uh, um, Reese Hoskins comes in later in the game. Didn't start a weird lineup for the game. Matt Joyce leading off. Um, 
uh, Brad Miller in for Hoskins. Uh, so, you know, kind of a, uh, some lefties to go up against Stroman. I know Joyce had really good career numbers against Stroman. And Joyce was fine, a couple of walks. Um, and uh, Miller um, really did, wasn't able to get anything going. Um, didn't have a great game. Uh, argued with the ump at the end of a strikeout call that I, I was with Brad Miller, but he was heated. Uh, but but ultimately, you know, look, uh, everyone's not going to play every day, and um, Phillies have a run of games coming up, and you, you got to balance that stuff. I'm not going to kill Girardi too much for these early season decisions. I, I do like that the lineup was rolling a little bit, but look, it hasn't really gotten going, and they still haven't. You know, four runs, three scored later after the game was kind of out of reach. They go down 2 nothing early. Dom Smith, a opposite field shot. Off Chase Anderson, which which ended up being Anderson's really only mistake. Anderson goes five innings, two runs, two hits, two walks, three Ks. I mean, you'll take that. You'll take it. Eighty pitches. Um, that's that's just fine from Chase Anderson. I think you feel good about what you got from Chase Anderson last night. I really do. You know, and again early and we're going to see some bad Chase Anderson but I think coming out of these last two games you feel better about Chase Anderson than Matt Moore you know and not that that's a super controversial statement but I, you know coming in and look more as a four starter right I uh I felt better about Chase Anderson just because I've seen Chase Anderson be better in the majors more recently it's been a while you know 2016 since Matt Moore was successful in the major leagues but um I don't think either is anything special as you know I'm sure you've heard me say but um, I think you're, you're, you know, you're happy with what you got from Anderson and, um, you know, you could have been happy with the pitching staff in general, David Hale, you know, kind of at the end struggles, David Hale's the guy you put in when you feel like the game's out of reach and that's what Girardi did and, uh, kind of made it more out of reach. Unfortunately, Phillies might have had a chance. It felt like when it was six to, to one and eight to one, um, a different story, um, six to two and then eight to two, um, but as the Phillies did threaten in the eighth and ninth, and do score a couple runs in the ninth, but but it was you know fleeting. Um, it all came down to to the guy we know, Vinny Velasquez, really just just ruined this game or any chance of this game for the Phillies, uh, flat out. And Velasquez comes out uh, in the sixth and is awesome. Strikes out the side. I think it was on fourteen pitches. Just looked flat out nasty. Like he looked awesome. And then, and look, I get it. I get it. This is clearly a game for Girardi where he looked at it and said, I'm resting my arms. I'm resting. Jose Alvarado, he said, was not available before the game. But he's like, I'm resting Archie if I can. I'm resting Connor Brogdon. I'm resting Hector. Like, I want all these guys to get a night off. And look, if Hector, if they had a save situation, he would have pitched. But he's not going to use him in any other spot. So I think Girardi looked at it that way, especially once it got out of reach. But it wasn't out of reach when Vinny was pitching. And, and Vinny is a great inning. And then you bring him back out and he just falls apart. It's unbelievable. It's so classic Vinny Velasquez to be able to be that guy who strikes out the side and looks just unhittable for an inning and then come out and be the guy who can't find the strike zone. He walked in a run. Vinny walked in a run. And I think Girardi left him in too long, uh, flat out. You know, I think it was pretty clear quickly in that inning that Vinny didn't have it anymore. And. I mean, it's it's crazy, Vinny. One inning, Vinny. We can get one good inning out of Vin. Uh, it was uh, just an abominable performance from ultimately all four runs get charged him as Kinsler allows a couple runs to score um, after that. Um, but it all ends up on Vinny. 
Um, and deservedly so. You know, it was a horrific showing from Vinny in the seventh inning. Just really, and the, and the game fell away, and the Phillies were never able to, to kind of claw their way back. Bryce had a chance in the seventh um, where you want to see him come through with six to two, two runners on second, third, two out, and he laced one to left center, um, and Brandon Nimmo just got a really good jump on the ball and was able to get there and get it, um, um, but it wasn't enough, and, and you know hopefully we'll get Bryce going. We'll talk more about that, but back to Vinny. Just um, look, every single Phillies fan, when they said Vinny was coming back, said no, don't do it. We're good. We don't need more of Vinny Velasquez. We've, we know. We know exactly what this guy is. This guy has had ample opportunities to prove that he is something other than the Vinny Velasquez we've seen his entire time here in Philadelphia. And he hasn't proved it. And yet he's still on this roster. It makes no sense. Like, enough already. Enough with the arm potential and the, the stuff. We saw it. We saw it in that first inning he pitched last night. In the sixth inning, he was... We get it. The stuff's there, but you're not a major league pitcher if you can't do it inning after inning, night after night, or whenever you're called upon to do it with any sort of consistency. Vinny stinks. This guy should not be on the roster. Flat out. He shouldn't be on the roster. That That's it. And look, we all knew it coming in, and the first evidence we get this year just hammers it home again. Vinny Velasquez... Not a major league pitcher. It's what it is. I don't know how else to say it. He's not a major league pitcher. He's not a major league caliber pitcher. He cannot be counted on to get outs for your team. Flat out. And and that's, I think, when you look at, again, to talk about concerns, when this team is 4-1 and, and won four games in, in really nice fashion, baseball wins, hard-fought games, you know, defensive plays, all kinds of, you know, like baseball stuff. It felt like baseball wins. And obviously coming back and beating it, the Mets in a game to ground start, it's like all awesome stuff. But the Vinny Velasquez thing is a worry. And it's not just Velasquez because he himself is a worry. It's the, the depth of this bullpen. And look, you could say the depth of rotation too, because you've got Chase Anderson, Matt Moore, and particularly more, but neither of these guys you feel good about or feel great about. And again, look, this is a problem for many teams in baseball. I'm, I, I always say that, and it is true. You have to, to look at it in that context, that perspective that, um, you know, there are a lot of fourth and fifth starters in baseball who stink, but, um, more so looking at the pen and then the idea, look, Vinny Velasquez, you know, one of the top guys who would come up to replace a starter, right? If more can't get it done or if, you know, someone gets hurt or whatever and misses a start, Velasquez, right? And then you got Spencer Howard in the minors. You hope can get there and be that. But I think if I were to say my biggest concern with the team right now, um, and again, I think they're a good team, and I think they're in challenge for the playoffs and all that. Um, but it's the the pitching depth. I mean, it's a long season. Baseball is a flat out grind. 162 is absolutely no joke. And the teams that survive and thrive are the teams that have a ton of depth. Like obviously, you need a ton of talent, but you also need depth. You need to be able to cycle guys in and out. You know, the Braves, the Dodgers have done a great job of this the last few years of. 
of having all this minor league high-end talent that they can slide in and slide up when when they have injuries, when they have wear and tear. You know, it's it's this roster depth, and it's really organizational roster depth that is something that the Phillies lack, and it's something that could come back to bite them. You know, when we're talking about the marathon that is a 162-game season, that's a concern I have. It is because, again, Vincent Velasquez is not only a member of their bullpen, and, again, not a major league pitcher, but also, like, one of the first in line to be a starter should anything happen to one of the five starters, who two of which we don't even know if they're good or even close to good or okay or whatever. So I think those are really fair concerns to raise when looking at this team again. With the caveat, I feel good about this team. I feel much better about this team after five games than I expected to. I think they have a real chance to compete. But Vinny Velasquez last night highlighted what is a problem with this team or what is a concern or could be a concern. Look, maybe they have great injury luck. Maybe guys stay healthy most of the year. Maybe Chase Anderson is... What we saw last night for the most part, and, and Matt Moore can figure it out, but but they are concerns. There's something that should be talked about if we're going to talk about this team where they're at right now. I think I think that would be my biggest concern, looking at the, the depth of this team and um, particularly the the staff, the back end of the pen. And the back end of the pen in general, look, I think Kinsler's good, solid. He'll get outs, um, but you know we saw that he can get hit up too, and granted two nights in a row and stuff. And Coonrod, I don't. You know, it's one outing. I don't feel great about it. I don't know. I think I feel you know, good about the the four guys that Girardi clearly feels best about with Alvarado, Naris, Archie, and Brogdon. I think all four of those guys are really good. And uh, I think that that's the most important thing. And I think that's why the bullpen's definitely going to be better this year. And I think there's a, a that's a big factor. As we said coming in the season, like just give us a, a below average bullpen, not a historically bad one, and we can we can compete with that. Um so I think it's more the depth of it and the the guys that come up after that. Look, you got JoJo in the minors. That's a a positive thought. I certainly think JoJo deserves to be on the roster more than Vince Velasquez. But again, Velasquez gives you that guy who can be a starter if you need it. And Velasquez out of options, all that type of stuff. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's a conundrum. And it is something that I think is the biggest concern with the team. I'm not concerned about the offense. I know that. You know, that's something you're going to hear uh, with the, you know, general. It's what we do. Look, it's um, you overreact. You you react to what you see. You have such a small sample size, but it's still hard to, to step back because it's so exciting to have a back and all that. But you'll hear, I'm sure people start to say, if the offense doesn't get going in the next couple of days, man, hey, they're not hitting. They're not hitting. I'm worried. I'm worried. What's going on with the offense? I'm not too worried. They're grinding at bats. They're getting on base. They're, they're, they're not converting, and that's an issue. And look. Bryce needs to be better. There's no question. It's, again, five games in, so very small sample size, and he has gotten walks. But you want to see Bryce start to to knock some out. You want to see him start to um, come through in some of those spots. But, again, I'm, I'm not at all killing Bryce. I think, you know, he's had good at-bats. He's had gotten on base. Um, and, again, I think you look around the lab, like everyone's had good at-bats. JT's had good at-bats. It just hasn't worked out a ton. Didi was struggling until last night. Gets going last night. Reeves has looked good, you know, hitting the ball the opposite field. I think that's a, a positive. So um, I, I think they'll figure it out. I'm not too worried. I think the runs will come. I really do. I, I, 
I think it's fair to to question it. And again, I think you want to see them get going. I think you need, you know, I think one of those like 10, 12 run games going and all of a sudden maybe they get, get rolling a little bit and uh, you know, but I, I do think that I'm, I'm not concerned. If you ask me what my concerns with this team, it's, um, it's that that tap from the back end of the bullpen, really. And look, I think again to to just you know, I mean, you do have to, to be real about being concerned about Matt Moore and Chase Anderson theoretically. And um, look, if Nola Wheeler and Eflin can be amalgamations of the guys we saw the first three games, because they're not going to be all three the top three Cy Young favorites. But um, if they can be really good, you know, three. You know, high level guys, which I think is certainly possible. Then, then that that does cure a lot of issues. But you still have forty percent of the starts being taken up, or thirty five percent, or whatever. If you had skipped some, or whatever, taken up by the fourth and fifth starters, and that is, you know, look, and you'll win some games with the offense. The offense will slug it out. This, this, you can win this way. And again, other than a few teams, the Dodgers, the Padres, the Braves, granted teams you're competing with. There aren't a ton of teams that have super deep rotations, you know, so it is um, it is all relative. Um, but I do think, you know, look, Matt Moore, I, I coming into the season didn't have any faith in. I didn't expect Matt Moore to be good. I didn't like the signing when they made it. You know, again, a guy who pitched in Japan last year and was one of the worst pitchers in the majors in both 2017 and 2018, pitched like two innings in 2019, and then was in Japan in 2020. And, um, you know, the last time he was good, the majors was 2016, and he wasn't even great then. He was, he was fine. Um, so I, I didn't like that sign. Chase Anderson was horrible last year, but last year was a weird year. But prior to that, he's, you know, Chase Anderson, you know, 4 4 ERA. I think he had one year where he had a really good ERA, and then he's like a four, a four, five, a four, four, two, you know, a fist starter, and that's okay. I can count on that. I can, I can know what I'm getting from that. You know, it's a, it's a um, more of a known quantity. Whereas I think Matt Moore is much more of a uh, a risky question. Oh, and the other thing, obviously, I think the biggest we're talking about the offense. The the biggest concern you have right now, just flat out, like in a flashing light, is center field, as we talked about before. I mean, Roman Quinn is is. Almost unplayable, and Adam Hazley is not good right now, and and it looks like the hamstrings bothering. Who knows? But um, look, I you know I know a lot of people are gonna be like, well, bring up Odubel. I just I don't want Odubel up. We've talked about that. We don't need to dive into it all, but you know how I feel. I I don't want him on my team. I don't want to root for him. But I also think why not Mick? Why not give Mickey Moniak a chance? First overall pick for your franchise. He showed in spring training that he can swing the bat. He's Maturity's grown up. I'd give Mickey a shot. It can't. Nothing can be worse than Quinn. Roman Quinn is is unpl- unplayable. I feel that way. I believe that the center field position's an issue. Uh, almost to the point where I feel like they need to start looking to trade for a center fielder. Like now, you know, it's that bad. It is. It is a a, a gaping hole in an otherwise good lineup. And when you uh, you know the age, you know, you go eight nine. That's 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 when your lineup can start to sputter. A little bit, you know, when when you have two holes, it's one thing to have one hole in the lineup with your pitcher, and then look, everyone has a, a lighter hitter in the lineup. But when it's Roman Quinn, it's like a it's like a pitcher, it's like a borderline pitcher in there. I mean, there's certain pitchers in the league I'd rather have than Roman Quinn at the plate. So that's a, a absolute concern. I think you're you're most concerned right now about center field and the back end of the bullpen slash the depth 
at starting pitching and, and Matt Moore. You know, that that's what's concerning right now. But again, I think to bring it back home, I am much more optimistic than pessimistic after these five games, even with the loss last night. You know, I'm not I'm not the 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 not the non concerns outweigh the concerns, for lack of better phrasing. But, you know, it's it's something to monitor and something to bring up and something to keep an eye on. Um and look, big one tonight. Let's see here today, four oh five or let's see if they can if they can close this series out, you know, that would be that would be something. And finally getting the pitching advantage in this series is they have, you know, really uh, uh, gotten the raw end of the stick with this. David Peterson going for the, the Mets, who pitched well for them last year, 6-2 at 3-4-4 ERA. Um, I don't know a ton about him. I haven't seen a lot of him pitching last season. It was his first season in the majors, but he was good. But he's going up against Aaron Nola, and Nola looked awesome his first start. And tomorrow's the kind of day where you want Nola to come out and say, all right, Wham! Just put it on the table and say, "I'm an ace. Let's go!" Shutting them down, and uh, and bring it. And I think we could see that. And it's 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 it'd be really fun to see this team go to five and one and to have beaten the Braves and the Mets in back to back series to start the season. That is a, a a a really nice start to the season. It's already a nice start to the season. It can get better. And again, well, I said the positives outweigh the negatives with this team. And I think. You know, a nice chance to bounce back and show that. Maybe get some runs. Let's let's hit this kid up. Let's hit David Peterson up, and uh, and let's uh, let's get some runs. I want to see this offense get going. I think again, I'm not concerned about the offense, like I said, but I do want to see him get going. I think they need to get going. It's time to start to string some hits together. Start to string some rallies together. You know, they really have struggled offensively, uh, and again against very good pitching, they faced. The top three of the Braves were awesome, and the top two, uh, two of the Mets so far are both really good, and one of them's the best in baseball. So, you know, I'm not freaking out, but again, let, let's get some runs. Let's get it rolling, and uh, and let's beat the Mets and go to 5-1. Either way, we'll be back to talk about it tomorrow. Off day tomorrow, so we'll have a lot to talk about. So until then, thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today, right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.